Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 4, titled The Swamp. This episode is really good. I like it a lot. It's just this nice standalone adventure that's so well crafted and stands out so boldly from everything else in this show. Like, it's not the best episode of Avatar The Last Airbender by any means, but it's certainly one of the most unique, I would say. If you look at the entire catalog of Avatar, this is certainly different. This is certainly out there. This is certainly something, this is certainly an example of Avatar stepping out of bounds in a very cool way, and I would say succeeding. It's real, real good, real fun, real intriguing. I just really love watching it. Like, it's really, really good. So... What I really want to praise this episode for is the location of the swamp. The nature of the swamp itself. The swamp is so creepy. They did an amazing job with this episode, with the swamp itself, of creating this genuinely unsettling, genuinely terrifying atmosphere like, it, the color palette used here, it looks so murky and bleak. And as fun as this episode is, it's a location that really succeeds in putting you on edge the entire time. And I also kind of love how there's this air of just... It's just one big question mark. The swamp is just one big question mark. There's this idea floating around the entire episode that maybe the swamp is magical, maybe the swamp is this mystical place, and we don't know, nothing is confirmed, maybe Aang's right, and there's some supernatural stuff here, maybe Sokka's right, and it's all BS. And then you have that ending, (laughs) with that, like, branch root thingy coming to life and knocking that loud ass bird out of the way like it's it's a really intriguing locale like it's something that feels so 
alive. Something that feels like a character in and of itself. And I really, really love the time this episode spends there. It, it's a really, really phenomenal little place for this episode to be set in. And the Swamp Benders, the characters of the Swamp Benders, especially Hugh, I really like those characters. They are very entertaining. They are very fun to watch. Every second they're on screen is really amusing. Uh, Hugh, in particular, like I said, is definitely the standout of them. His little enlightened... Words of wisdom are really, really great. Like, I just love the Swamp Enders. They're great comic relief. And uh, without saying anything, we will see more of them in the future. And they will add much more comic relief in the future. So, my god. That entire first act. Where Aang... Is having Appa go slowly down without even noticing it. And Aang's like, I hear the swamp calling to me. And everyone's like, hey, stop doing this. Go away. And Aang's like, okay, bye swamp. And then a literal tornado comes in and sucks him down. Only to disappear immediately. It's such a cool opening. And then the wandering around the swamp as Aang, Katara, and Sokka try to find Appa and Momo. Sokka cutting down everything with his machete. Like, it's a really, really fun dynamic. Then they separate all three of them. And they all have these visions. And... For Katara and Sokka, Katara having the vision of her mother and Sokka having the vision of Yue, they're both really phenomenal character moments. Being confronted with these ghosts of their pasts, they're both really, really heartbreaking scenes for them to come face to face with these ghosts and then... Gone. I can't snap for shit, apparently. And then in the case of Aang, his vision ends up being, uh, some setup for a future episode. I'm not gonna say anything. For those who might not have seen this show before. Let's just say, uh, there's a girl. She runs around. Flying boar. And she becomes important. She becomes very, very, very important in the near future. That's all I have to say on the subject. And then they all are reunited. And then they have this fight with this huge swamp monster. And not only is this fight very well done, the swamp monster itself looks so cool. It looks so freaking 
awesome. I love this thing. It just looks so big and menacing. The way the vines move individually is so... It's very fluid and also unsettling at the same time. It's kind of hard to describe if you haven't watched the episode. It's... It just looks so freaking awesome. And then, of course, it's revealed that someone's in there bending the vines... There's a waterbender in there bending the water in the vines. So it's not an actual swamp monster. And then there's that nice conversation about the tree. Uh, Some really inspiring words of how all the world is connected. One big living organism. And it's real, real good. And then Aang uses the tree to find Appa and Momo... Now, let's take a minute and kind of talk about Appa and Momo's big adventure here. I love it. It's so good. Right from the beginning, when Appa's tangled in vines, Momo's trying to cut him free. Then Appa tries to fly away after being cut out of the vines and gets tangled up in more vines. (laughs) Uh, My favorite part is when Momo takes out the bison whistle and blows on it and Appa's like, at one point, it gets so annoying that he just slaps his tail at him, at Momo. It's amazing. It's real great. And then, of course, Appa and Momo become the targets of the Swamp Benders. And they go on this really, really entertaining chase that's very well done. And then... End of this chase, Appa and Momo are captured, and then Aang, Katara, Sokka, Hugh, they all show up and are like, hey, stop. And I especially love the exchange from Katara and that one swap bender of, hey, you guys are waterbenders. You too? That means we're kin. And Katara just has this look of disgust on her face, like, oh, I don't. I don't want to be. Stop. I take it back. Remember that time I pretended to be an earthbender? I want to go back to that. And then they have this, like, really great uh, dinner around the fire. There's a phenomenal little back and forth between... Sokka and the Swamp Benders, Katara and the Swamp Benders, etc., etc., etc. The Swamp Benders being disgusted at the very idea of waterbenders living in ice and snow instead of in a swamp. Sokka throwing food at that little crocodile thing, like, oh, he don't eat no bugs. That's people food. <laughs> And then Sokka being, just trying to explain away every single little mystical thing that happens in the swamp. And just coming up with this big question mark. It's really, really great. It's a nice way to end the episode. And before we finish this up, I have to, of course, talk about the Zuko and Iroh 
bookends of this episode. There's like a little subplot here that unfolds just in the opening scene and the, la- and the last scene. The opening scene, Zuko and Iroh are literally begging. And then this one asshole comes up and is like, Hey, provide some entertainment for a gold piece. And Iroh gets up and sings. And the dude's like, Come on, we're talking about a gold piece here. Dance! And then, like, swings swords his feet. And Iroh's just dancing around. And being like, I'm singing, I'm singing, and trying not to get stabbed in the foot. I need money. And then the dude gives a gold piece. He walks away, and I was like, such a kind man. And Zuko just looks visibly angry. And by the way, same. I'm never not angry watching this scene. That dude's an asshole. He's the worst person, and he deserves exactly what he gets in the last scene, which is getting attacked by the Blue Spirit. The Blue Spirit returns. Ha ha ha! And... It's a really, really phenomenal, subtle character arc for Zuko. Zuko being like, hey, we're royalty. We should we, we should be demanding anything. These people should be giving us whatever we want. We shouldn't have to beg. Also, this guy was mean to Iroh. What an asshole. I'm going to dress up as the Blue Spirit and steal some shit now. Because I can't handle poor life. <laughs> it, it's a really, really fantastic character arc for Zuko that we are going to see more of as we go along in the next few episodes. This episode's real good. It it provides some nice little character moments, provides a nice standalone story, does a lot of great tension, does a lot of great question mark stuff. Poses a lot of interesting ideas. Like, I really, really like it. Again, not the best episode of this show by any means, but it's definitely one of the most unique. Of that, I don't think anyone can deny. It's real, real good. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 2, Episode 5. Talk to you then.